0: Sports Talk, where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now, from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Takes it, wants to throw. Steps up. Long and deep, far sideline. Tinsley fights. He's got it. Inside the 10 and down at the 5-yard line. In the El Grosso sauce red zone. First and goal. Strange, Clifford back, quarterback draw, up the middle to the five, to the goal line, touchdown Penn State! The Nittany Lions respond and take the lead! Penn State shows blitz, they bring it, rolls right, looks, being chased from behind, doesn't see it, hit from behind and intercepted! Picked off for Penn State by Zaki Wheatley and the pressure from behind by Jalen Reed! Allen to the left to Clifford, third and goal at the three. Motion by Wallace toward us. Takes the snap. Give it to Allen. Bounces to his left to the goal line. Touchdown! Penn State! Big speed to the left of Finley. Takes it. Back. Looks near side. Delivers. It is caught midfield by Shedrick Jackson. Fumbled the ball. And Penn State's Charlotte Sutherland recovers at midfield. And Penn State takes over with 1.07 to go in the half and three timeouts left. Clifford under center. Takes it. Turns. Singleton through the opening. He's got an opening to the 45-50, 45-40. Near sideline 30, 25-20, 15 to the 10, and down inside the 10. Now they say he stepped out at the five-yard line. First and goal, Nittany Lions in the Del Grosso Sauce Red Zone. Clifford on second and goal at the one turn. Singleton left side to the goal line. Singleton touchdown. Penn State. And the Nittany Lions have that coveted two-score lead. Finley takes it. Back. Has time. Runs out of time. Robinson fumbles the football loose on the turf. They scramble at the 30 yard line. Penn State's around it. And the netting line's ever recovered. Pinniger waits. Good snap. Put down. The kick is up by Pinniger. The kick by Pinniger is good. And Penn State leads it 24 6 with 9.27 to go in the third. Ashford takes it back to pass, has some time, delivers, intercepted at the 10-yard line. 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, and knocked out of bounds on the far side as Penn State gets the pick from Jair Brown. In the pistol this time. It's Allen through the opening to the 5, to the goal line, touchdown Penn State. They cash in the Jair Brown interception, and the Nittany Lions on the verge of putting it away, leading 30 to six. It's gonna be Singleton, through the hole, Singleton to the 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, five, they'll never catch him, <laughs> touchdown Penn State, game, set, and match on the Plains, Nittany Lions. 477 yards in offense for Penn State, 245 running, 232 passing, final. The Nittany Lions go to 3-0. They win it. Great to be with you here at Penn's Tavern. After the Nittany Lions won on Saturday, defeating Auburn 41-12 at Jordan-Hare Stadium in Auburn, Alabama. We're here for the Neil Mertz frenzy. Looking forward to it. it's going to be a fun two hours here as Neil's friends gather here at Penn's Tavern. and What a place this is! It is what it's a, a lot place of fun. Penn's Tavern is. How, I mean, I, I love coming here. At the atmosphere. Now we're inside right now. Inside is great, but then of course in the summertime you go out in the patio, go to the river, absolutely, whatever. It's it's tremendous. And to come to a class place like this after spending ten minutes in the suits office, I mean, I mean, it's, it's, it's I mean, the, it's the juxtaposition is dramatic. Uh, but we are here. Call the janitor. <laughs> but we're here for the Neil Mertz frenzy, and it's uh, just a great day to be here in the valley. Great day to be here in the valley. All right. So let's talk about – we're going to have Jack Hamm on the show today. Jack's going to join us at uh, 4.06 today, and Dave Cicchini will join us as well. Um, uh, just very quickly, I was looking at the stats. Uh, Shohei Otani is a part-time pitcher, and he has more wins than Garrett Cole. Is that bad? No good! No good! <laughs> just just no asking. God! <laughs> just asking. As uh, as Phil Nevin said, that's the real MVP right there. <laughs> that was his quote over the
1: weekend. Yeah, well, it's he's been pitching like that so. It, and hits home runs and does you know, yeah like, you know. Yeah, not a good series. At least they salvaged it yesterday, but yeah, that was not good in Milwaukee this weekend.
0: Yeah, so seems I'll be interesting to talk to Dave Giukini because they just played Central Michigan. Right, uh, we'll see. Um it was a much closer affair early on. I think
1: Central Michigan had a lot of sloppy play early. And it was this was that was a no-score game after one only seven nothing at halftime before big third quarter and then they finished off in the fourth. So Bucknell hung with them as well as I thought they would, but obviously you know Central Michigan was able to pull away late and we'll see what happens now when they come to Happy Valley this week.
0: Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, look, Lou Nichols is a good running back. He ran for 166 Saturday. Richardson's a good quarterback who played exceptionally well against Oklahoma State. Um, so it's, it's going to be um, Saturday. Look, to me Saturday is one of those maturity games. Are you mature enough to just go in and go, okay, that's a nice win next game? absolutely. That's what it's about. Sean Clifford played really well on Saturday saw everything, took a shot early, a WWE shot early, and got decked and just popped up like it was nothing. Uh, And again, the ability to have a running game, there are two elements that travel with you all the time, defense and your running game. I don't care what the weather is, hot, cold, wind, rain, snow, okay, road, if you have defense and a running game, they both travel. And they've got that going for them. Nicholas Singleton, and I'll get to Catron Allen in a moment. Nichols, Nicholas Singleton, you feel, has the ability on any play to go all the way. On any play. It is something to see it in spring practice and watch him in spring practice do it. Now to see it in practical application in games has been fun it's like going to a game where Nolan Ryan or Sandy Koufax happen to be pitching because you would felt on that given night you might see a no-hitter well with Singleton you're going to the game and you think you might see him take it to the distance to the house any game you go to Katron Allen has that burst between the tackles that if you hold it for a smidge He's through, and he's got power to deliver. Uh, And that is a dynamic one-two punch at running back. Penn State, when they won the 42 games in four years, including a Fiesta Bowl win, a Cotton Bowl win, and a trip to the Rose Bowl, had Saquon Barkley, Miles Sanders, and Journey Brown. So let's go back to Journey Brown for a moment journey brown who had the 202 yards rushing a bowl record for penn state in the cotton bowl his loss damaged the team and the program emotionally and also performance wise because journey brown had the track speed that you're aching for big time track speed And what I was impressed with is that through the Sunday night scrimmages, Journey developed into an outstanding between-the-tackles runner. Suddenly, right before the 2020 season begins, there's no Journey Brown. And, of course, he's diagnosed with the heart ailment. And the emotional damage to a team to have a peer you're talking about somebody's 21 years old, 22, maybe 21 at the time. Have that? That looks like they're in the prime of their life? That looks like they have nothing wrong with them? It is a damage emotionally to a team that is hard to overcome. Like, holy mackerel. Now let's get to the football part. Okay? Journey was that home run hitter. And they have not had that home run hitter in the program since him. Saquon, Miles, Journey. They've had good running backs, but nobody like a singleton that foam gets to the edge and you cannot get him. Can't. I think on the last one I said, what did I say? They'll never catch him. Yep. Darn right they'll never catch him. All right? And that's the way it is with him. And Katron comes in. And gives you that balance. I mean, look, Singleton only carried the ball 10, 11 times in the game on Saturday. Yeah. Right. Oh, by the way, you notice he started. Yes, I did. I was happy about that. You say things to me sometimes on this show that are so (laughs) ridiculous. Right? You know what it's like to sit there and know and then hear you say something? I know. I know. Right. Just. (laughs) Okay.
1: But I will say this. I already knew
0: he was starting. Yeah. Right, but I'm not allowed to say. Right. And You're, like, yeah, yeah. This is ridiculous. It's is stupid. Like, like <laughs> I'm sitting there going, "Oh, for God's <laughs> sakes!" Right? It's it's hard sitting in this chair sometimes. Oh, I know, <laughs> okay. I know. Because uh, it's like, okay, well, I'll just let it go, move on. Uh, and then there's one other point I want to make, and that goes with. Um, PFF, Pro Football Focus. They're hardworking people. It's a nice concept that Chris Collinsworth put together the whole thing, but it's only a gauge. Don't take it. Don't take it ultra seriously. Look at the grade number here, here, here.
1: No. What <laughs> okay. you told me earlier today was outrageous.
0: I mean. I remember one week years ago, there was a player that was named the National Offensive Lineman of the Week. And I had coaches coming up to me, coaches, who graded the same tape, saying, did you see that PFF thing? What are they looking at? I said, I don't know. Don't know. Okay? I remember a game Jack and I did. It was an Iowa game with Iowa. And in the game, I'm not going to get into the name of the player, okay? The player, great athlete, but kept, kept taking ball fakes, and they kept running him out of place, using his speed against him, running him out of place, and leaving his alley open. On Monday, he was the highest graded guy, right? Jack calls me up, he goes, did you see the PFF thing? over yeah. I said, does anybody there know football? They used him. They used his speed against him and got one chunk play after another running him out of place. And he was the highest graded defensive lineman. Like, what? Again, they're a gauge. If you think it's gospel, then all, my I have one word for you, adorable. Okay. <laughs> P.J. Mustafer got a 31 this week. Yeah, P.J. Mustafer played a great football game, and on that, that's what's
1: outrageous about I it. Mean,
0: he played. He was there. He was eating up blockers. He was in the backfield. He was. He was taking care of traffic. He played a. In fact, I talked to P.J. last night. Uh, looked at me. He says, "That suit guy is here. Is he?" I said, "No, oh, P.J., we're good. Let's talk." <laughs> right? And and it, it's outrageous. Like, What are you watching? I don't get it. Again, for a real fan that's deep into it, I understand why you want to look at it. It's great because you don't have any other way of seeing a grade come out. And they work hard at it. But for the most part, they're okay at it. They're not great at it. They're not really good at it. They're okay at it. Right? They'll get some parts right, and they'll get some parts that just, that it's just, it misses, all right? Because they aren't coaches. They aren't. And uh, and a lot of them have not been around the game a lot, like around the game, okay? It's, you can't just sit there cloistered looking at video all the time. you got to physically be out there sometimes, and that's the element they miss, right, in a team game. And I saw the 31 grade, and went, they're, they're at it again. Yep. All right? Again, they're okay at what they do. And it's a great service to have. And it's a great service especially for fans to see. So don't stop subscribing because it's a great gauge. But it's only a gauge. Okay? Some of it doesn't meet reality. All right. We're at Penn's Tavern. River Road. Why do they call it River Road? Oh, there's a river in back.
1: (laughs) Something called, you know, the Susquehanna, I think. Hey, by the way, (laughs) did
0: the train go by here already? It did, yes. Yeah, because I was driving down on 147, and I saw the train. I thought, I wonder if it's going to still be there when I get there, (laughs) because I didn't know how long the darn thing was. Nope. All right. River Road, Penn's Tavern. What a place. Great to be here for the Neil Mertz Frenzy. Jack Ham at 406 today, Dave Jacchini at 435. Today's show, by the way, brought to you by Purdy Insurance. Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. Auto, home, life, business, RV, boat, motorcycle, whatever it may be. They'll save you money and make sure you're insured at Purdy Insurance here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Taking your calls at 800 795 9565. This is The Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. a beautiful i don't care it's beautiful monday i was just outside on the deck and look yeah it's not raining anymore the rain's that's good i'm, gl- I'm glad i'm glad the rain cleared rain is finished <laughs> come on you people don't be cowards good we're here for the neil mertz frenzy and what a great man boy neil's friends are gathering in droves so it's a great day to be here and a great day to be a part of this we've been looking forward to this for months now it was brought up in the spring as do, as to do this i said i'd love to come down for it be great so here we are jack ham's going to join the show at 406 today and uh, dave jacchini the bucknell football coach at 435 so again we will uh, also take your calls if you have any comments on the game we can also do that so what a great day Great day to be here for all this. Uh, Very quick point: Auburn is a is a program that is trying to fix their quarterback problem through transfers. So you have TJ Finley from LSU, Robbie Ashford from Oregon, and Zach Calzada from. Uh, Texas AM. So that's how they're trying to fix it through transfers. 49% of all starting quarterbacks in FBS are transfer quarterbacks. Now you notice at Penn State, they're all Sean Clifford recruited by the staff, Drew Aller recruited by the staff, Christian Bayer recruited by the staff, Bo Prabula recruited by the staff. Okay? Now let's look at some transfers that have had some success All right, on this particular weekend. Caleb Williams is a talented guy, but he's had great success going from Oklahoma to USC. Why? Okay, Lincoln Riley's the coach. That was his coach at Oklahoma. Okay. Washington took apart Michigan State the other night in Seattle at Husky Stadium.
1: Didn't see that one
0: coming. With Michael Penix at quarterback. Michael Penix transferred from Indiana to Washington. Who was his offensive coordinator two years ago? Kalen DeBoer, the head coach at Washington. DeBoer had left Indiana, had gone to Fresno State. After one year of success at Fresno State, got the Washington job. The familiarity between the two means a lot and that has really helped him to excel at Washington because of the familiarity Bo Nix is coming off a terrific game at Oregon against BYU who's his offensive coordinator his former offensive coordinator at Auburn who's now at Oregon with Dan Lanning it's made a difference in the comfort level and by the way Oregon's win over BYU tells you a lot about georgia georgia took oregon apart i mean i'm talking dismantled them yeah in atlanta oregon hasn't lost since and oregon really won with relative ease over a very good byu team Now, the game was at Autzen, obviously, but a very good BYU team.
1: We all picked uh, picked, uh, BYU BYU in that game.
0: (laughs) Well, that tells you, to me, how good Georgia is. I mean, if Georgia dismantles that team, and then that team later goes out against another really good, respectable team and beats them with relative ease, that should tell you how good Georgia is.
1: Yeah.
0: And what the separator is among some teams in the country. Now, look, there's some teams that we know right now are really good. Michigan is really good. We know that. The problem with Michigan is because they have literally played no one, Colorado State, Hawaii, UConn, you know they're really good. You have to be an idiot not to know they're really good. The question is, but how good are they? You don't know, right? In other words, you know they're really good, but are they great? And you don't know that. Because they haven't played anybody yet. So that's you know, that's an issue at this particular point. I know you're all happy Penn State's ranked. I got a whole thing. Yes. What did I tell you? Just let it play oh, yeah. out. God No, I I knew they had to you do that. A, you have no patience. <laughs> I mean I mean, for goodness <laughs> sakes, the fact that Luke is not starting on the Little League team, you're all upset right now. <laughs> and he's not even of age yet.
1: No, I, I was, I was, I, I knew this was going to take time because they started the season on it ranked. Doesn't I just, matter. Yeah, but I, I, I just thought at the time last week it should have been a little higher, and it doesn't this, matter. But this week I'm okay with it.
0: It doesn't matter. Yeah, They've got enough schedule where if you handle it, you're going to get there.
1: Yeah. And it's still all out in front well, of them too. In this so chair yeah.
0: For a long time, and you've seen <laughs> a lot of stuff. You figure that out. Yes. Okay my job to impart that. That someday you'll listen. <laughs> all right. <laughs> hey, good. I mean, you've hung around with the guy in the corner office too often, where everything's panicked <laughs> oh. And you should have seen. I went in. Have you been in his office?
1: I have. Yeah, I'm in there almost every day.
0: What a trash heap! <laughs> I mean, my goodness. You. I mean, he's got junk all over the place.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, Mike. I thought. I, I thought I was going into the equipment closet. <laughs> What the heck? I said this is like the this is the heartbeat of the place. I mean, come on. I mean, really. Uh, I mean, his office looked like how he dresses. <laughs> uh, now, now. By the way, did I tell him I was going to say all this? Probably. I did. <laughs> right. And he weird because we were laughing. He's had to do so many different things. He's had to store stuff in there. Yes. Right? So I said, I'm going to make fun of this on the show if you don't mind. He goes, oh, no, go ahead.
1: <laughs> He'd probably tell you the same thing, actually.
0: Oh, no, he was saying the same thing. Yeah, there thinking, you go. Look what I've been doing here. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I just haven't had the time to do it as I Yes. Have. By the way, Northwestern's going to be at 3.30. Game, yes. So we got, so got that there. there. Yeah. Uh, this week is noon. I'm still waiting for the panic calls that it's a noon game. <laughs> <laughs> it's noon. Yeah, how do they handle noon games? I don't know about the way they handle Ohio University. That was a noon game. There you go. I, I don't worry about these things. I just go when they tell me to show up.
1: <laughs> yes, as per usual.
0: So. Look, they played well. Uh, let me, one quick element, and I'm going to talk to Jack about this, and that is the seven defensive back look. When you were a quarterback at the line of scrimmage that I talked about, I was on Sirius XM this morning, and, this, and I brought this up. Seven defensive back look, obviously, is something that when you feel they're going to throw, and Penn State's never played seven DBs. But the way Manny Diaz is using them is it looks like it's an amoeba out there. So you're a quarterback at the line of scrimmage, and you want to point out the mic. The mic is the middle linebacker, right? Then you want to point out to the lineman who's, who do you consider up, who's down, okay? Even if the guy's standing at the line of scrimmage, that may be considered a, it's an, he's down, right? Even though he may be standing up, he's down. That's telling the guy in the blocking scheme, I want you to get him. That's a specific call. The way they're setting up in this Amiibo, if you're the quarterback, who's the mic? If you're the quarterback, how are you identifying who's up and who's down? I mean, who leads Penn State in sacks? Johnny Dixon does. And that's out of this defense. And that is something that, in terms of scheme, big word at the tailgate.
1: Yes, it
0: is. No, the scheme is all, okay, I'm, you've, I'm tuned out at this point. <laughs> I mean, you, you use the word, your fan, fan uses the word scheme around me. I get I tune out right away and do a lot of nodding. Uh-huh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Right. Okay, I've spent a lot of time at practice. I didn't see you there. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, but... When you're talking scheme, right, you're a quarterback looking at the defensive scheme. Who's the mic? Who's the up guy? Who's yep. the down How do you identify blocking scheme? They may send nine. They may send seven. They may send three. I don't know. And by the way, it might not be the three up front. It might be a zone blitz.
1: And Manny Diaz has never been afraid to be aggressive either, Go which ahead. I like Tom, about this defense.
0: Gotta, I, gotta, I told Tom I was going to show him where we sat. One right. of you. Yes. I will say very quickly about the atmosphere. First of all, the atmosphere here at Penn's Tavern is phenomenal, just like the food, phenomenal. Looking forward to that in a little oh, bit. Oh, you got that right. <laughs> uh, Auburn's atmosphere is great. Fan, The fans are great. Friendly, wonderful. Now, don't get me into this orange out and things like that. To be honest with you, in my career, I've done white outs, blackouts, maze outs, scarlet outs, orange outs. Okay. After a while, no offense, you become desensitized to it. You just do, all right? Because once the game starts, like going, oh, it's an orange out. Who cares, all right? I don't care what you're wearing. <laughs> Right. It's great. It's a great unity thing for the fans. When you're broadcasting it, you're like, oh, okay, great. All right. The eagle before the game. Neely Ben Patootty comes into the booth before the game. Neely wanted to say hi to Jack and me. And all of a sudden, she looks at her husband Ben Cad and she says, oh, "He says we've got to go see the eagle, all right?" And I said, <laughs> "Well, I said the eagles are 220." Right, and it was like 2-10. She goes, oh, okay, good, good. Right. I said, you'll know it gets its own intro video. <laughs> right? Which uh, the scoreboard was to our right, so I never saw any intro videos. But the eagle comes out. And it's flying around. It is the neatest thing. And I'm telling you, it's a bald eagle. Right. right. And it swoops down and boom, right on the 50-yard line. Wow. Yeah, that was pretty neat. That was no B, when you see it, ah. it is really neat. That bald Eagle comes down and lands at the 50. Really, really neat. Then, then they sang God bless America. Then they sang the national anthem. Then two fighter jets buzzed the stadium. Which you know, and then they introduced a team with pyrotechnics. And I looked over at Jack and I said, Well, I said, Well now between the Eagle, the Jets, and the pyrotechnics, I said can we play football? <laughs> <laughs> That's right.
1: Yes, I remember That's you saying that. play some football. <laughs> and as you guys also said, too, its it was an event and certainly was it's that to begin.
0: Great. It, I mean, really, the atmosphere is, great. again, a place I'd never been to before. Now, don't ask me about the town and don't ask me about the campus because we stayed in Montgomery. Right. Now, my view of the town was from the exit <laughs> – going toward the stadium my view of the campus was turning into okay and I saw some buildings right I saw their version of the Nittany line in beautiful I saw another alumni building it was gorgeous old architecture (laughs) phenomenal right and yeah science building and some other building and here's the basketball arena there's Charles Barkley statue with stadium let's go in that was my view that's all the campus I know Tumors corner rumor Tumor rumor, okay. <laughs> I know it's I know it's relatively close to campus. I couldn't tell you in a million years because we, you know.
1: Well, that was everybody. Everybody had to travel in. We talked about that last couple of days, going into last week of all the travel and the hotel issues that the team had earlier in the weekend. Yeah, nobody had that advantage going into the game, which is fine. You're going down there I'm to saying, win a football game, and that's it. And that's exactly what well, they did. I'm
0: just saying. I mean, it's I mean. So, what'd you think of the town? What'd you think yeah. of? the Yeah. I don't, you know, it's like it is everywhere. I don't really get a gauge for it. Now, if you want to ask me about Montgomery, because we got there early enough on Friday. So, yeah, I walked, I, I went for like a five-mile walk, right? And the five-mile walk, I went to the state capitol, <laughs> walked by that. You know, right near that was where they play the Camellia Bowl, walked by that walked by the the first White House of the Confederacy was there. Then I went to the Rosa Parks Museum. Then I went to the Freedom Riders Museum. Right? And then, you know, got back. I mean, so I took in a lot of stuff in Montgomery. Right? Because I had time. Auburn, it was exit off, exit off I-85. And, you know, I saw hotels, some restaurants. And Left turn and saw a little bit of the campus because the stadium is in the center of campus. God knows where these people park. Hmm. Uh, don't no idea. But yeah. seems like
1: everything about an Auburn game is not easy to get into until you're in the stadium. But they
0: got great. They got eighty-seven thousand <laughs> fans there. Yeah, it was. Great, they're great, friendly, nice. How are you? Great to see you. So happy you came here. The whole deal. I mean, it's. Um, I can't say enough about them.
1: But Nittany Nation really showed up too.
0: Thousands. I have to say. Yeah, thousands. Now, they're mostly in the upper deck because I think at one point I said that the Penn State fans are in the upper deck on the one side. I asked one of them, what can you see? And they said, Georgia. We'll come back with more in a moment <laughs> here on News Radio 1070 WKOK.
1: The weather is getting cooler and the leaves are changing in central PA. Hi, this is Season from Purdy Insurance. If your current agent is falling short, it's time to give Purdy Insurance a call. We're a local, family-owned, independent agency ready to find the right insurance to fit your needs. You can call us at 570-286-5855, stop in our office on Market Street in Sunbury, or head to our website at purdyinsurance.com to find out what we can do for you.
0: Penn State Blue Band made the bus trip down. They were there.
1: Yes. So,
0: so All your stuff about the bus, somebody did bus. All right. oh, wow. You were all panicked about travel. Who wasn't?
1: Mr. 45 heart rate.
0: But I'm the one that lives it. <laughs> what are you panicked about? Jeez. I'm the one oh, that has no, to do I, it.
1: I, I wasn't as panicked because, I, as I know, I have you as a source for that, that part. Uh, that I knew I was good with. Hey. I
0: mean, Kevin Threlkel did a great job. He went, um, in order to get the team to land at Maxwell Air Force Base in Montgomery, he actually ended up at one point going through Governor Kay Ivey's office. Wow. To do it, to open it up. Because one of the runways at Montgomery is being worked on. It's not like you can't land there. You can. But right now it's a little, it's not, it's not everything's operational there. Although at Maxwell, we come in to land at Maxwell, he throws the brakes on. I looked over at Jack, I said, it's an Air Force base. They land C 130s here. I said, the runway's 20,000 feet. What are we stopping for? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Everybody in the back, they're all laughing because I made it, you know, because I I was joking. Everybody's laughing about it. Like, all right, that's what they want to do. Jack Ham in the next half hour. Dave Giacchini, final half hour. Great to be with you at Penn's Tavern for the Neil Mertz Frenzy. Great to be here. Matt's here. Chad Evans is here.
1: He is. He's emceeing today. He is
0: emceeing today and getting it done. No surprise whatsoever to this veteran campaigner. And all of Neil's friends are here, family's here, and we're just having a blast. The sun's now coming out. Finally. Of course the sun's coming out. Come on. <laughs> God, I feel like I work with negative Nellies. <laughs> ah. you know?
1: Well, because of the rain was bad timing earlier during our uh, setup. But it's
0: good now. We can all get on the patio in a little bit. And we will. We'll enjoy it. Have a great time out there. Uh, let's see. Uh, I think we mentioned Northwestern's going to be at noon. Or, excuse me, Northwestern's at 3.30. Right. Central Michigan will be at noon. And... We'll see, you know, this will be a test of maturity, just like Ohio University was. You're out there. You're feeling great. You're riding high. Everybody's telling you you're really good. Wow. All right. Now you just got to go out. Just like you tune out any negative stuff, you got to tune out all the positive stuff. Go play ball. Every week you play ball. And I'll tell you another element, and I'm going to get into this with Jack, very quietly when we talked about offense and what Sean did and Singleton and Strange and the offensive line and defense with the turnovers, the takeaways, Chop Robinson, everything that they've done. James Franklin does not give special teams lip service. They work very, very hard at it. They have multiple periods devoted to it. Every practice, not every week, every practice. We're seeing a payoff with it early. No question. Jack Ham, next half hour today's show brought to you by Purdy Insurance. Market Street and Summer.